I was thinking, as I often do, <laughs> about adoption of voice and the different environments that we're seeing voice crop up in and whether they are barriers to adoption that we haven't yet spoke about. One of the common barriers that is often spoke about is discoverability. So people are quite often uh, vocal about how invoice finding stuff is quite a challenge. You don't have a screen, all you have is the ether, <laughs> nothing, you can't see what you're doing. Um, and so finding what these things are capable of, when I say things, I mean smart speakers, finding out what smart speakers are capable of is a challenge. You could theorize that that is why potentially they released, Amazon released the Echo Show and Google with the Home Hub or the Nest Hub, as it's now called. Still can't really bring myself to call it that. Um, so maybe that's why they, they released the screen is because it's easier to see stuff and easier to find stuff and browse with a screen. Voice has never really been good at browsing. Um, but that's just one challenge that we speak about quite regularly on the podcast and plenty of guests have, have kind of commented on the discoverability issues, whether it will ever be solved, who knows. Um, but as it stands, it's really on the, the onus is really on the person who creates the experience to promote that experience and get adoption of that skill or whatever, whatever you want to call it, action or app or whatever. <clears throat> um, but there's another couple of things at play, I think, that are also challenges that should be looked at a little bit more closely. And when we had Mark Webster on the podcast, one of the things he was talking about is that a lot of this stuff is a design challenge. You know, discoverability could be perceived as a design challenge. And there's a lot of um, limitations in the platforms at the moment, whether that's through, you know, poor implementations of skills or whatever it might be. But Mark's philosophy is that design can play a part in solving a lot of these problems. Some of the, or one of the challenges I've noticed, and this is still just a developmental thought as it stands, I haven't really bottomed it out completely, but it's just something that I wanted to sort of throw into the mix. One is really at a kind of habitual psychological level, I think, in that with smart speakers, and I know that we speak all the time on the podcast about how smart speakers are an interface to a voice assistant, an access point to a voice assistant. It's not the voice assistant and voice will inevitably be ubiquitous and everywhere and everything will have a voice interface and you will access various voice assistants through whichever interface is closest to you at the time. That's fine. But smart speakers in particular have driven the adoption of voice. And there's lots of studies out there that show that smart speaker adoption, if you have a smart speaker and you use it, you're more likely to use the voice assistant on your phone more than you did before you got the smart speaker. Um, so smart speakers are a kind of category defining product. They've essentially, Amazon largely responsible, I would say, have essentially defined a new category of products with the smart speaker. And 
obviously they want to get people to use it every single day. Same with Google and, and, and the home hub and whatnot is, is you kind of want to have frequency of use. And Amazon's big thing right now is frequency of use. What can you do that gets people using the devices and the assistant every single day, repeatable, habitual stuff? And it's only just dawned on me really why that's so important. I was thinking before that it doesn't really matter whether your skill is used every single day or whether it's used once a month, if it's that kind of skill. You wouldn't order uh, a a just-eat takeaway every single day. (laughs) Some people might, but (laughs) you probably won't be around for that long to use Alexa for much longer if you're having that kind of food every day. But you're not going to use that every day, but that's fine. You know, I think that's fine. But why then are Amazon wanting people to use the smart speakers, particularly uh, an Alexa every single day? And the reason for that, I think, is because it's a new product type, essentially a new category of products. We don't actually have any habits at all formed around that device type smart speakers. We've got habits formed around our phones and we use our phones for absolutely everything. Some people will pick their phone up and check their phone before they even get out of bed on a morning. So we have so many ingrained behaviours tied to our phones so many habits. And I've spoke about this in lots of videos, and I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, about the habitual connection that we have to our phones. And some of us, we don't even know we're doing it. We don't realise we're checking our phone. We just are. We don't realise we've spent 15 minutes on our phones. We think we've just kind of gone to quickly check an email before you know it, you're on Facebook, and then you're on Instagram, and then you're watching a YouTube video, and then you've lost 20 minutes of your life. So we've got habits that are formed and centred around the phone. And What smart speakers are is if you want to use a smart speaker, sorry, no, let me let me back up. What smart speakers are doing is presenting a new device type and a new way of accessing content, information and getting stuff done. But because we're so wedded to our phones it's actually pretty difficult to get people to use smart speakers regularly and often enough because our thoughts are immediately to pick up our phones. And if you think about voice on the phone, I use voice on my phone quite a lot. And the trend seems to be that those that have smart speakers, as I mentioned, end up using voice on the phone more. You can start to substitute some of the stuff that you do on your phone with your voice. So if you want to check an email, you can just ask Siri to check your emails or Google Assistant or whatever one you use. Um, If you want to send a text message, you can do that. If you want to play a podcast, play some music, um, check on your calendar and your schedule, set a timer, do a calculation. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. Even initiate a Google search. I know Siri's not fantastic, but you can at least initiate the search with your voice. Uh, And some things is in its knowledge base, so sometimes you will get an answer. So, you can start to, to to replace some of the routine stuff that you do on your phone with your voice over time. But that's not necessarily going to do Amazon any favours and it won't necessarily do your brand that many favours because Amazon's aim is that you use Alexa over and above anything else and your brand's aim is that they, is people it will interact with you on these new surfaces, in these new environments, in a voice-first environment. Now, you could hang around and wait for Siri to flesh out the shortcuts 
a little bit more. You could uh, invest in kind of in-app actions on Google Assistant to get people into your app a little bit more seamlessly. And you can do a whole load of stuff with your current estate to try and like twist it and move it and maneuver it into a voice-ready environment. But there's still these smart speakers uh, and unique platforms, Google Assistant and Alexa predominantly, that have opportunities for you to do something different and that have opportunities for you to remove your interface entirely and provide a completely frictionless experience for your users. That, though, is where the the gap is because we're habitually using our phones all the time and we can supplement our habitual usage with some voice interactivity but that's not necessarily going to translate to the smart speaker the 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 aim i would think from amazon's perspective would be to try and get you to once you've supplemented some of that routine use on your mobile trying to when you're in the home at least uh, or wearing headphones that have access to alexa or what have you starting to translate some of that usage onto a smart speaker when you're in your home. Um, And if you can start to use the smart speaker for some of the things that you would otherwise use your phone for, then you're kind of on your way to shaping new habits around smart speaker engagement or around voice um, interface usage in general. Um, But that would just be for routine stuff. That would just be for the same kind of stuff that you do on your phone now routinely, like checking your calendars and checking emails and sending text messages, making phone calls, all that kind of stuff. And all of that is all within the first party experience. It's all stuff that is built into Siri, built into Google Assistant, built into Alexa. It's the first party stuff. And that's what most people use most of the time. I think it was VoiceBot that had a study that showed that most people use the first party stuff, skills, if you like, or actions most of the time, as in set a timer, what's in my diary, add something to my shopping list, wake me up at five in the morning, you know, play some music, all that's first party stuff, turn the lights on and off. That's kind of like second party stuff, I suppose, but still it's not third party branded content. So the, the challenge is that third party, uh, content or third-party voice experiences on the assistant platforms require a change in people's habits, not just in terms of the, the um, well, yeah, it's a change in habits, it's a change in the routine that they do and they perform. Habits essentially are form- formulated and consist of a trigger, a routine and a reward. So the trigger could be boredom. The routine is that you pick up your phone and the reward is a break from being bored, right? So all all of these habit formulate habit for habits form like that essentially. So for a third party, and it's, it's, this is difficult where and this is where you can tell that my thoughts are just formulating on it because let's say for example you have a uh, a brand that is uh, let's say you're a taxi firm, right? You've got Uber or you got direct to the business. Now, you're competing with Uber on the mobile, so people could just Google your taxi, taxis in London, taxis in Tunbridge Wells, find your number and call you, or they could use Uber. So 
you know, you're kind of fighting with what Uber are doing, which is trying to shift people's habits. The routine, the trigger is the same. I need to get somewhere. The routine is I either do a Google search or I use the Uber app. And the reward is that you get a taxi. So when it comes to implementing that same experience on a smart speaker, the brand, the taxi firm, is responsible for changing the habits of the user, right? Think about that. You're not just wanting someone to use your Alexa skill to book a taxi. You're really changing the habits that people have and the routine that they go through when it comes to booking a taxi. And you're probably not going to be able to do that yourself. You know, one taxi firm in the middle of Tunbridge Wells is never going to be able to change your habits so much that you use your smart speaker regularly enough for, for everything that when it comes to booking a taxi, you would naturally do that you would naturally perform that routine so it's at the, and the point i'm kind of getting to is it's that for and this is just smart speakers i think voice assistant usage will continue to grow and we'll use that for whatever we use it for in whatever environments we end up using them on headphones cars uh, mobiles etc purely for smart speakers which is where a lot of the adoption is in terms of the device sales and where a lot of the attention is in terms of media coverage for smart speakers in particularly we need to craft space in people's day where they will use that device to perform that routine rather than use their phone and as i said for this for the small town taxi company that's a very hard job to do but if you're if you're creating an alexa skill of any description or a google assistant action of any description that is essentially what you are contributing to you're contributing to trying to change the habits or the routine of users so and, and and so yeah that's essentially it i think that's that's the sum in summary that's probably what it is is that everyone who creates a skill discoverability yes it's an issue however we're approaching it from the mindset of the internet and how you can kind of fudge your website to get it to rank in google and then be discovered organically but in reality, voice might not work like that. There might not be that much organic discovery. It might actually be that rather than wanting a free meal and having our skills discovered by default whenever we launch one, what if it's up to us or up to you as a developer or a brand to make your skill discovered, to get your skill discovered, to get it in front of people as you used to do when you had only radio or when you only had TV before you could monitor click through rates and before you could kind of like work the algorithms to, to get you up the rankings on Google. What if that is what voice is? So what I would say is that it's up to everybody that launches a skill, whether you're a hobbyist developer, whether you're a big time brand, it's up to you to get your skill used. And in doing so, you'll be contributing to trying to change the habits that people have around access and technology with their voice and that's a big thing to do because it's you know habits old habits die hard as they say so yeah in summary don't expect a free meal and it's our job and that's pretty much it i think yeah i'd be interested to know what your thoughts are do you think discoverability is our problem or do you think that it's the problem of Amazon, Google and Siri et al? And do you think that voice discoverability and 
voice adoption is bigger than discoverability? Is it actually that we are up against trying to fundamentally change the habits that people have and the routines that people have to accomplish whatever they want to accomplish? Let us know. Drop us your thoughts. If you go to vux.world slash ask, there's a little button there and you can actually record a message and send it in. You can do it on your phone, you can do it on your desktop, whatever. Don't worry about the audio quality. Send us your thoughts or questions if you want us to ask and answer any questions uh, on the next one of these. Then do that. Just go to vux.world slash ask, A-S-K. And uh, yeah, send us your thoughts, any commentary you have on this, whether you agree with it, disagree with it, or any questions that you have concerning discoverability and changing people's habits, uh, then just let us know, send them in, and we will do our best to answer them. Until next time, see you later.